from the Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. From coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to uclhockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different types of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Buy Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Colorado. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Findlay Toyota in Las Vegas. And Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. By Drive, our boost and burn is specifically designed to help you get active, get lean, burn fat. Get yours today at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight. From, uh, again, 18 floors up in the beautiful Tropicana Hotel above the Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate that they call Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you this Monday night? Really? Long Island is is an entire estate? (laughs) Isn't it? I would like I to start off the show with a little sure. question mark from you. That that makes it that makes it fun for me. Oh, I just I I have to wonder who you're talking to sometimes. <laughs> anyway, how are things out there? How's the weather? How's that? I mean, today it was a crazy, uh, windy, cold, sixty-five degrees. Wow, sun was shining. I didn't yeah. go on the river. Sun didn't. The sun was okay until I. Till I was done with work, and then once I got home, once I once I left work, then of course it got cold and damp and dank. And <laughs> so life is normal sinuses. for you. You're saying, yeah, the sinuses are back. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. So, so yeah. Anyway, tune in to listen to that. Right now it's 63 degrees here in Laughlin, Nevada. Fair skies. Feels like a cool 61. Um, here it's not 65. It's in the low 40. <laughs> okay. Just checking. All right. Well, speaking of freezing and frozen, we've got the frozen four field set. We talked about that over the weekend yesterday, specifically. Um, 
and let everybody know what four teams were, were going to be playing in Tampa Bay in a week and a half or so, whatever it is. Um, and then I thought tonight we'll we'll go a little deeper into those teams and see where their strengths and if they have any weaknesses, they are. Then I thought we'd break in and talk about some big signings because I have two that I'm so excited about for certain. Um right in my uh, wheelhouse for the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League. Well, don't just tease it at that right now. You have to listen after the second half of the show or into the second half of the show to get that. Um, I think there's more, too. And, and I haven't checked the portal closely, but uh, I think we need to check on the portal as well. I mean, the portal is – I can't – it's – you'd think that they'd wait till the – no, there's lots of stuff and – um, teams, have you looked you at know, the portal today for updates? I've tried to. Uh, a lot of, you know, a couple of uh, big-time kids going to uh, Michigan State in Isaac Howard and, and, and uh, Red Savage. Uh, oh, Red Savage going yeah. there too, huh? I did yeah, not know yeah. that. That, my yeah. friend, is interesting. Uh, that you know, those two I mean, would choose to go uh, Michigan State way, but huh, interesting. Well, listen, um, they, you know, they had a rumors. Or, yeah. Rumors circulating out there also about uh, one um, uh, head coach at St. Cloud State considering possibly going to the team that's red and has a big W on their chest. Um, okay. I mean, I don't, uh, I've seen a couple of things where, um, some other big name coaches have said, uh, no thanks Boy. to being interviewed. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, here's the deal. There's more money there, but man, that program is broken, isn't it, Paul? It does seem weird that that team is at the bottom. I mean, they they didn't always get the numbers of NHL players that some of those other schools um, in the neighborhood, so to speak, in their league would get. But they were always good. They were always yeah, and, good, and and it's not like they have bad facilities, and it's not like, you know, it's not like they weren't. Maybe they weren't a blue blood like BU or BC or the two M schools or North Dakota, but they were close. They were right there. Oh man! In the years of Badger Bob Johnson, they were blue blood, baby. They were blue. I mean, blood. and and I get that, and and. But, you know, when most people think of the Blue Bloods, the, you know, Wisconsin kind of gets um, kind of gets left out. They're probably not in the first three or four teams you mentioned. No, no, they're definitely not that. But um, if you look back to them uh, in years past, I'm saying maybe maybe the last decade they haven't been relevant or as relevant. But prior to that, Paul, they were they were there every year competing for yeah. Big Ten championships and WCHA, WCHA championships WCHA back championships, in the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that, and, they're, well, here's what I don't get. A, a guy like Brett Larson, 
Yeah, but a guy like Brett Larson could do wonders there because of his ties to, um, you know, the northern part of Wisconsin, the northern part of Minnesota. Now what he's doing at St. Cloud. But, but is it about money, do you think, for Brett? Do you think Brett would make the jump for money? Or do you think Brett would rather um, stay where he's at? Because he's had some pretty good success already in just a few years at St. Cloud State. Well, uh, listen, I, I would assume that Wisconsin could offer as much as anybody or close. But the question is, you know, and I've seen a couple of names that supposedly, like I said, declined to be interviewed. You want to share those? Um, well, I don't know. Am, 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 I could. I mean, like I said, it's hearsay. It's not like I'm get. It's not like I have some secret source. It was. It was. No, it's hearsay. But but I think it would be interesting for the audience to hear if you know who they are. Scott Sandlin, for one. Never. He'd never go there. I'm just tell. I'm just. I'm just repeating. You know, giving you the information that I saw, and you asked me to to give you. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why I'm. That's why I want to hear a little, who they were. So the other is a little further west. In mm. uh, David Carl. Yeah, he ain't going there either. He ain't well, going there either. I didn't say they were. I also just said that they declined to be interviewed. Yeah, I mean, and Adam Blaine. If, if somebody has a great deal and a great contract, so does well, David Carl. Yeah, I get that, but. If you're Wisconsin, does it hurt to ask? No, of course not. Oh, you, yeah. you you have to turn over every stone just to see what's out there. But, yeah, I, I think realistically they knew they probably weren't even going to get a shot at them. Well, I can I get that. But like I said, you have to ask, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so speaking and, of asking. And I don't, and I don't <laughs> know. I mean... This 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 will be a very interesting hire, right? I mean, just because yeah. of the Bob Johnson legacy. Of course, it will. You know, and and, uh, and the guy they're replacing was uh, an icon, is an icon. Yeah, in Wisconsin I just, history. I I I think that's why he lasted as long as he did. Yeah, and I don't know, and nothing against Tony, because I don't know what his. Uh, what it was like uh, for him, at least the last few years, but I didn't get the feel that he was really a go-getter on the recruiting trail. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I I, I don't mean, think him and his assistants did the greatest job recruiting players, especially well, the last maybe three or four years. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just because their their lull or their drop has been longer than the last three or four years. Yeah, but it's been. It's been fairly clear the last three or four years that they were they were going to have to to do something to try to gather things up and, and start going another direction, which is winning in Wisconsin. So, anyway, uh, I thought we'd just throw that out there. Let's let's talk about the Frozen Four teams before we waste the first half of the show uh, with our blabbering. <laughs> well, we have two weeks, so uh, we listen. If we were not going to no. waste, if we were not going to waste time with our blabbering, there'd, there'd be a uh, no, we, we got to we got to talk to we got to talk to coaches. We got uh, by my count six left to talk to, 
um, about their seasons, and uh, we'll continue to push for that. So we, that would be six shows, and we only have like four shows left until the the start of the Frozen Four. So um, anyway, uh, I want to take a look at them a little bit deeper. I mean, most people have, but let, let's start right at the top with the number one team in the country, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. This will be, I'll get the pain out for you early. So you won't have to uh, labor in pain. You can, it'll get better. And we'll end with the Bobcats, so you can feel really good about that. Um, so when you look at the University of Minnesota, I think a lot well, of people said, yeah, they got a lot of offense, but they got a lot of offensive defensemen, and their goaltending is good, but is it great? Is it good enough to win a national championship? Um, Paul, when you look at them right now as a whole, you see what they have, but do they have holes? Do they have holes? It's a really good question. Um, their goaltending. Um, I mean, at some point, right? You have to sit there and be like, I, I want to just quote disparage the goaltending, but these are the numbers for. Justin Close in the last two years. Um, a 14-5 and five record with a 1.95 goals against average and a 9.25 save percentage. Three shutouts. This year, 25-9-1 with a six shutouts and a 1.99 goals against average and a 9.28 save percentage. Uh, been remarkably consistent. Um, does it help to have the team in front of him that he does? Of course it does. Does it help to have uh, a roster that, you know, has all those logos next to it? Those those NHL logos next to it? Sure. Um, how much that helps him in the Frozen Four? compared to the other teams? Uh, I don't know, because those other teams have a lot of logos next to their names, too. Yeah, when you get to this part of the two season... Two out of the other three. When you get to this part of the season, you look at it and you go like, man, there's a lot of really talented players on these rosters. Um, so, I look at that. I, I think if there is a weakness, it may be that like you talked about a couple of weeks ago, they're an all-star team. They're almost too talented. And sometimes when you're too talented, you miss out on little things that you need to have, like the grit and the drive and the, uh, I don't know what the word is, the, the physical toughness to, to get things done. So if you get challenged, are you up to the challenge? Or are you are you one of the teams that relies on the, skill so much that occasionally it may come back to bite you, so to speak. Well, all I can say is this. There are four teams left. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen NHL logos next to that other Maroon and Gold teams you know, roster. Uh, the other M team, one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven logos, right? Um, uh, BU, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They also have eleven logos next to their name. So, you know, there's a lot of quote all-star teams in this Frozen Four. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, so some of the guys that I look to on this Minnesota roster that are going to have to step up for them, I think um, that top line, we know how good that is, right? We know Snuggerud, we know Cooley, we know Matthew Nyes, but I think um, the guys that are going to be the difference makers, and keep this one in your head, there's two names I'm going to give you to keep an eye on. Senior Bryce Brodzinski, um, I think he's one that, that kind of gets overlooked or overshadowed in that group. I'm going to give you three, actually. Um, the other one is uh, Mason Nevers. And the third one is uh, Aaron Huglin. Um, I think those three uh, can be the difference makers for um, for Minnesota. If they, if they need to win two more games to win a championship, I'm going to be leaning on them pretty darn hard because I think the others are going to have – uh, their challenges with the top lines and top defensive efforts from the teams that they face. But I think those three could figure in to uh, be the difference maker. So that's my prediction early out is that look for those guys to do something special if the Gophers are going to continue to win and get two more wins and bring the national championship back to Mariucci. Bite your tongue. <laughs> I told you I'd get rid of the pain first. Well, so the pain is over. Let's, let's just say this, right? When you have these teams, um, it's always going to be those the bottom six that make the difference, because those are the guys that get the the fluky goals. Those are the guys that get um the unexpected chances and the unexpected contributions when you look at things that make the difference in the game. Right? I, I mean, you never want to take a penalty, but, man, are, are, you know, with three of these four teams and there's one team that kind of seems like the oddball in this group, even though they've won more games than any team in the country. Right? You really want to take a penalty against any of these teams? No, no I don't. How and good I don't want to are? coach a team that does. <laughs> I mean, because you're going to have uh, power plays that, that, I mean, it's just, they're just deadly. And you can't, really run that risk. Um, you know, you're going to sit there and, and and there's just, I mean, just Lord knows. I mean, the other Maroon and Gold team is fourth in, was fourth in the country at over 25%. Um, the other M team, uh, just under 24%. Right, 
even BU, as much as they struggled, right? They were 20%. And we go all the way to Quinnipiac, who was actually in the top 15 in the power play at almost 23%. So, I mean, and and that's what it is, right? The, the, the fact of the matter is it's the playoffs and it's special teams as usual. And despite all the numbers, if you take the combined special teams, you know which team out of the four has the best combined between power play and penalty kill? Quinnipiac. Yeah, the one with the fewest logos. Yeah, yep. Uh, and maybe the hardest workers. But anyway, that's for uh, another story. I mean, listen, that's... Okay. So, so let's go... Let, well, I mean, here's the deal. I'm, and that's not being derogatory towards any of the other three teams. What I'm saying is when you have a, a talent level, a skill level, that's far superior to the people you around you, um, sometimes that means you just don't have to work as hard to get the results that you're getting. But when you get to be in the Frozen Four with four teams that are pretty much similar as far as talent, while you already went through the logos, um, it comes down to hard work too, not just, and that's what wins well, the special teams. It's doing the little extra. It's uh, getting in front of the net. It's saving a puck from going out of the zone. It's uh, retrieving a puck from a, a dump in or, or vice versa, of, of, you know, dumping it in deep, poking it in past the blue line, uh, stopping the transition. So I, I think that's, that's the team that's going to ultimately um, be holding the trophy at the end. Well, it's 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 going to be very very interesting, right? Because we have the two teams back in the Frozen Four that quote unquote got outworked last year. Now they're not playing each other again yet, but they are back, and it's going to be very interesting to see if they learned anything from that experience, if it helps them in any way. Now, are all the players back from last year? No, but a, a sizable chunk from both teams. It's not like last year's teams were all seniors or they all signed. Right, right. There's plenty of guys that are coming back, and that moves us on to Michigan. Uh, when you look at that roster, um, every time I see Eric Portillo's name, I, I just I want to go get a hot dog. Portillo's hot dog. Huh? That went over your head, huh? Yeah, there's some really good hot dog, uh, a bunch of them, especially okay. in Arizona. Portillo's. Okay. So anyway, anytime I see that, I feel like it's time to eat a hot dog. And did you uh, know there are two Fantillies on that Michigan roster? Uh, yeah, there are, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. don't think Just... uh, one plays as much as the other one does, though. No, I don't think so. And I don't think one's going to be the number two pick and won the number one pick. No, probably not. And that's not the disparage. So, no, not at all. Way. No, not at all. Because um, <laughs> to be honest with you, Adam Fantilli is uh, in a – if it wasn't for one Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli would be the far and away number one pick. He still may be. There are teams that like him better uh, than uh, Connor Bedard. I, I don't see so, – all right, I mean, we can – I would sit there and tell you that 
I don't know if the PR would allow that to happen. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But anyway, uh, so when you look at Michigan, Paul, here's the question. Do they have any weaknesses? Uh, First year head coach with them. Well, listen, um, two of these four teams have first-year head coaches. Yeah, yeah, they do. Jay Pandolfo. And Michigan only has a quote-unquote interim coach. I mean, come on, guys. Seriously? Lift that tag. Lift it now. What are you waiting for? I mean, come on. Let's be serious. I mean, he he's he's he brought your team back to a frozen four. And he picked up the pieces of what could have been a devastating team um after what happened in the offseason last year. I mean, come on. I mean, maybe it's just a done deal and they're just I don't know, maybe it's procedural, but it seems silly. Okay, so let me give you a couple of names that that I like and think will be um, possible difference makers. Um, You obviously know about Luke Hughes. I mean, he's going to be a difference maker. But how about Dylan Duke? And how about um, Mackie Samuskevich? I think those are the difference makers, those three. Are you going uh, on a limb there with that uh, Samuskevich pick, huh? Yeah. Well, once again, wow, that, that's once again, he plays, you know, on a team with and Adam Fantilli and, and Luke Hughes, and yeah, they get ooh. a lot of accolades. <clears throat> but I think Dylan Duke and Sam Miskevich, uh, are both guys that can be difference makers, both uh, sophomores, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, right. both sophomores. Right. Did you know that Mackey was from Sandy Hook, Connecticut? I did. Okay. Just, uh, just asking. Yeah. Um, well, did Did you know Brendan Miles played for Fairbanks? Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, you I, I think you. I, I think this one is is the Eric Portillo show. I think as well, well as Eric as well as Eric Portillo plays. Yeah. Does it though, Paul? Really? I mean, when you think about how deep and how skilled offensively they put up eleven. In a in a regional game, all right, come on, um, it happened. Do you, do you think do you think that that they can't score, or because I think Eric Portillo is the one that's going to have to keep the puck out of the net, and I think how he goes is how the Michigan well, Wolverines go. This is this am I wrong is, on that? I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, if the goalie has a bad night, it's over. But I think we're we're a situation. No, I'm here. not saying I'm not saying a bad night. What I'm saying is when your skilled guys make a mistake, give up a puck, you need to have uh, a goaltender that can come up big for you and, and save your bacon, so to speak. And I know there's one of the four. I know there's two, let me put it this way, of the four that I feel really comfortable going to battle with. And you know who they are. They're not playing in this game. Well, Perez and Drew, and Drew Camesso. Well, I see that's, that's kind of the... I like both of them in big-time situations. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. If you were ranking your goalies one to four, um, the Big Ten goalies would probably would probably be three and four. And that's Seriously? not 
they have to be three and four because you're not going to find two that that are much better than Yana Peretz and, and Drew Camesso. They, well, Drew Camesso's been on the biggest of big stages and come up no, big I get it. on the big stage. I, I, I get it. I mean, to say that those guys are ahead in the, in the pecking order is not an insult to Justin Close or Eric Portillo. It's not. But you're gonna you're gonna see a game and, and I guess the other Maroon Gold team as the number one overall seed got to pick which game they played in. I don't know. You would think that the BU other Maroon Gold team game would have been the the, the prime time game, but that's not the way it is. So, um. But this is, you know, Mich- the the Michigan Quinnipiac game is going to be the ult- is going to be, you know, the classic puncher versus boxer type matchup. Can I can I give you a reason for why Minnesota may have chosen five p.m. Because they know time? what time they're going to play. Not only that, but they also know that that's seven p.m. Central time. Wow. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Central Time. So that's no, much not. closer to their no, normal game time. 5 Eastern? Oh, Five it's 4 Eastern o'clock, time is it? what time? Yeah, my bad. 4 Eastern. No kidding. So I, uh, anyway, I, I think they're playing. You leave, leave the um, time zones to me. <laughs> yeah, see, you screw me up with all that East Coast crap. Anyway. Everybody um, knows East Coast time. Nobody does. Nobody Everybody does. Knows. <laughs> yeah, they know they don't want to be in it. <laughs> That's what they know. Whatever. Anyway. Knows it. Anyway, I, I just think they they wanted to be early rather than late. Well, like I said, the, the, there are been cases where the, the, the top seed has gotten the choice. I don't know if they get a choice in this situation. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, anyway, let's move on to BU because we're already at the halfway mark and we haven't even covered two of the teams yet. Um, okay. So when you look at BU, and I saw them in person when they played uh, at uh, Mullet Arena in the uh, Desert Classic, and um, t- one of the things that, that's happening behind the scenes, and I don't know how many people that listen to the show understand it, but there's a, how shall I say this, a 1980 gold medalist captain that spends an awful lot of time around the BU program, puts a lot of effort in to the BU program, one Mike Garuzioni. And uh, I saw him all over the place at Mullet Arena. And I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's doing and what he's helping Jay Pandolfo with. Not that Jay needs help, but hey, this is his first run at, uh, at coaching an NCAA team. And guess who they are? They're in the Frozen Four. So uh, behind the scenes, there's a guy doing that. The other one I want to bring up, and I don't know how many people know this, but you know who the goaltending coach is for BU? Hold on a second. Five, six, Brian Decord. Seven, eight. I-, I would say, considering that BU has eight players from the national development team, um, the 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 the, the the fingerprints of Mike Ruzioni are all over this team. 
if not directly. Not necessarily even directly, yeah. but, you know. Okay, so so let me give you a couple of names that I think are going to shine um, with uh, BU. And uh, the first one is Wilmer Skog. Uh, I think Wilmer is, is going to be a guy that's going to give uh, the Gophers everything they want plus some. Um, there's also a guy on defense that we all know, Lane Hudson. I think Lane is going to be a thorn in the side of the Gophers. And I'm also going to go with his brother, Quinn, because I think, and what I saw from Quinn um, at at, um, at ASU was incredible. Can I give you a fourth? Yeah, I am. I, I'm doing the show. I'm going to give you a fourth. Luke Tuck. Not, Luke see, Tuck oh, is going to be another guy. That, golden Knight pom-poms. Let's go. 6-2-2-10 and a force. No, no. This is way before the Golden Knights thing. This is when I saw him at at the development camp. He was unbelievable. He was all over the ice till he got hurt. Um, and it was like, man, he is a force. I remember I told you that. I texted you that. I said, hey, I like Josh Doan, Luke Tuck, and um and Hunter McCown. I really think they're they're a top notch. Uh line for team usa you got any others you got any got any holes in the bu team well i mean are there holes like i said i don't think any of these teams really have holes um maybe bu doesn't have quite the offensive skill that the midwest teams have There's no, um, there's not a lot of, they have a lot of draft picks, but a lot of the, you know, it's it's spread out evenly amongst the forwards and the defense. Um, there is no, you know, there's, it's, I just, this is just a, a, a well-balanced team that, you know, they won 30 games this year. You know, there are not a lot of teams that won 30 games this year. That is correct. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, you know, when you, when, when, when you look at it, right, there's only a couple of teams that won 30 games. Quinnipiac won 30, Denver won 30, right, and BU as, you know, including the, the – the, the postseason is one thirty, so that's it. You know, I don't know if the, the I don't know if the Gophers got to the thirty mark yet. Um, they might have, nope, not yet. Uh, and I don't think the the other M team, nope, didn't get to thirty. So, I mean, there's not two teams that won thirty in this tournament, are probably the least talked about teams in this tournament. Totally agree. Okay, let's get to the last one so we can take a break and then come back and, and dig into the rest of the show. Um, Quinnipiac Bobcats. Obviously, you start in goal. You know where Yana Peretz is at all times. He's the guy that can stop everything from everywhere. <laughs> if he sees it, it's as good as stopped. Let's just put it that way. Um, so how do you beat Yana Peretz? You get bodies in front of him and you get deflections because he can't stop what he can't see for the most part. Um 
So I think that's where it all starts for them. A couple of guys I want you to keep an eye on if you're uh, if you're listening, you're wondering about Quinnipiac. Uh, I like Christoph Fillion. I really like his game. Um, I really like the game of Skylar Brindamore. Ring a bell, Paul? Uh, I don't acknowledge that team <laughs> south of Jersey. <laughs> I, I don't acknowledge that team. Senior, <laughs> senior leader, by the way. And um, uh, another guy that, that kind of jumped out at me, uh, and, and I guess everybody in Arizona knows about this kid because he's a Coyotes draft pick, Sam Lipkin. Um, goodness gracious. <laughs> that kid, another Chicago Steel product that uh, just is, you know, he's going to be wearing a Coyotes jersey as soon as the season's over. Maybe. So are there holes in the Bobcats? Like I said, I don't. I don't see. Like I said, if you, you if you put together the numbers, they don't have the giant sized offensive juggernauts that the other that the other teams are. But once again, hold on a minute. Let me help you with that one because. They don't have maybe the numbers of the juggernauts, but they've got some skilled, skilled players. Sure, they as do. Juggernauts. And, 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 but here's the deal, though. Okay. Um, this, like I said, this styles make fights. And you're going to have a team in Quinnipiac that likes to keep everybody to the outside. And that's their, their style. And they execute it very, very well. Going up against a Michigan team that can mesmerize you with the puck. And to, as much as you might want to, quote, keep them to the outside, you can't let them go free either. And this is definitely an offense versus defense, spy versus spy, so to speak, matchup here. Okay, this, this this is a team that does not have the Frozen Four experience from last year, like uh, like the other two teams do. Okay, they've been to Frozen Fours. At least the coach has been to Frozen Fours. Okay, um, they've been to the championship game. in the past but that's not you know that's not this team not tonight you know not <laughs> well what i'm saying Herbie. is not you know this these teams you know there's nobody on this team that has been uh, to the frozen four you know they've been to the ncaa tournament so that that's one thing Okay. Um, trying to just—it's been a couple of years since they went to the championship game. Um, I think they lost to Yale at one point, if I'm not mistaken, in the NCAA finals. But I have to go back and look more specifically. But the fact of the matter is, 
this team is the more defensive team of, of all the teams and play the most defensive style of all the teams in this tournament, in this fr Frozen Four. So that'll be the interesting contrast. Okay. Well, we've used up almost the whole show. <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the guys it doesn't even put the skates on for the games is is that is my key to a difference maker on this squad, and that was the pickup that Rand Pecknell did of bringing Mike Corbett, the one-time head coach at Huntsville, on board as his assistant. Anytime you can bring on um, a guy like Mike Corbett who's had experience as a head coach, man, that is such a relief. Um and, and such an asset for Rand Pecknell to know that he's got depth on his coaching staff. And that doesn't take away from Joe Dumas or, or anybody else out there on coaching staffs. But, boy, it's like having two head coaches, Paul. It makes all the difference in the world. And Mike Corbett works really well with the players. Uh, I saw that when Huntsville came to ASU a uh, time or two before uh, the ugly pandemic and all of that crap. But, um so I understand how important that is, but uh, think think about Mike Corbett on the bench making some decisions along with Rand Pecknold and Joe Dumas. Dumas, maybe it is. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, experience helps in a lot of different places in a lot of different ways. So, Okay, speaking of experience, we'll get more into that down the, uh, the next uh, four shows or so. But right now, let's take a quick break. Let's come back, and um, let's talk a little bit about some signings because I'm excited about a couple of them. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen, Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. So 
So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight. High above the Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada at the beautiful Tropicana. Another Caesars property now. And uh, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein. Got his feet up, having a land shark. Got some of the servants over there. Maybe fanning him a little bit as he uh, relaxes in the palatial estate on Long Island, New York. And, uh, okay, that was enough of an introduction. It's just, you know, starting to get a little nauseous for me when I have to say that all the time. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on to some of the signings today, Paul. Um I'm going to jump out on this first because when I saw this, I'm going like, yes, more people that I know in the AHL. Kyle Mayhew from the Denver Pioneers signed a contract with the Colorado Eagles. I was giddy. I'll admit I was giddy. Smiley Mayhew um, coming to the AHL and in the Pacific Division. So I'm looking forward to seeing him down the stretch. Then I got a little more giddy because the Colorado Eagles has sent out a, a tweet. That came from Denver. But Colorado Eagles sent out a tweet that said, we've signed Ryan Sandlin from your um, purple and gold team in Mankato, Minnesota. Um, And I'm going like, whoa, Ryan Sandlin too? Oh, man, it must be my lucky day. Uh, There's a lot of days that you have that are lucky. (laughs) I doubt that, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I mean, listen, you know, Matt Vernon signed with somebody today. I I can't remember who. Oh, come on. You're going to tell me that you didn't look to see who it was? Hey, <sighs> what can I count on? I can't count on you for a thing anymore, can I? Well, we know that. Well, <laughs> that's never been. I mean, just. Now you're going to make me look it up. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody's got to make you do something. <laughs> she whiz. I thought Matt Vernon was in the portal. Uh, he was, but apparently he decided, yeah, I'm going to sign instead. All right. Maybe he, took the, maybe he took the lead from one-timer. Maybe. Jake, one, or Jake. <laughs> you see, you're so busy trying to give crappy, corny nicknames to people, you can't get the names right. <laughs> the one-timer McCowan, how about that? Uh, anyway, I didn't even see that. Where did you hear that? Hunter McCowan. Hunter the one-timer McCowan. What? You mean Matt Vernon? Where did you see that at? 
Well, oh, I'm it's asking. On, somewhere on Twitter. Oh, yeah. but the CC Twitter account doesn't have that. Why would that not I be? No. Ah. <sighs> okay. Okay. Anyway, he signed to somebody. That's true. Well, we could try and look it up. I mean, how, how about this one? Matt Radomski signed with who, Paul? The Calgary Wranglers. Matt Radomski getting a chance to back up the best goaltender in the AHL. That is unbelievable. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised that, I mean, guys are going to sign. I mean, to get a chance to play professional hockey. You know what? What more was Matt? What What more was Matt Radomski gonna do? Yeah, nothing. Did but Matt, Matt Vernon, by the way, signed with the Reading Royals. Okay, I knew he signed now. somewhere. <laughs> okay, he knew he signed somewhere. I love that. Yeah, he was in the portal <laughs> and then said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go take some cash instead." Why not? Why not? Can't you do that in college? Don't you just take some cash if you want? No, there's still rules. Okay. All right. Just checking. Um, so anybody else that you saw signings? Because I, I, I didn't get past the first two Colorado Eagles signees. Just being uh, honest. Uh, well, I... I um, uh, like I said, Matt Carnado signed with uh, the Flames organization. Uh, fellow Harvard... Crimson player Sean Farrell signed with um, Montreal. Uh, Tyler Clevin signed with Ottawa. I don't think we had a chance to talk about that. No, apparently he's the last of the uh, Ottawa kids at North Dakota. How's that, that possible? That signed on. Isn't that like an NCAA <laughs> rule that Maybe. there has to be somebody uh, from? From from you know that's in an Ottawa draft pick on on the Sioux. I mean, you know whatever they're called. It'd be the Fighting Hawks, my friend. Isn't isn't that a rule? Isn't that an NCAA rule? It might be. It might be. I don't know. I just it just seems that way. Okay. Right. Any news in the portal? Uh, well, like I said, the the only portal news that I saw today was Vernon saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign instead of going and staying in the portal." That was you know, it. There's, you know, there's this, you know, it it you know how it ebbs and flows. You know, you have guys that that go in and you don't know about it. And you have guys that, you know, surprise you. You know, I don't think we've heard about, I don't think we've heard all the, the, the grad transfers. No, certainly not. Certainly not. There's going to be, you know, and, and, and not for nothing, but there's still four teams playing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So let me ask you this then. Of the four teams playing, how many of those teams do you think will lose players to the portal? Um, the portal? Yeah, because I don't think many. I think I more w- more will definitely leave for 
professional hockey, then we'll leave in the transfer portal. I think you'll get a couple. You might get one or two from each team. Like, you know, if you're a goalie, I could see you ending up in the portal. You know what right. I'm seeing, Paul, in the portal uh, right now? And you mentioned this, Isaac Howard and Red Savage both choosing to go to Michigan State. You mentioned that at the beginning of the show. But I'm not seeing a lot, at least right now, in the portal. I see one um, going to uh, Augustana. But I don't right. see many. I, yeah, we have not seen a lot of Going of to guys. those quote-unquote new teams, right? Yeah, we have not seen a lot of those. Seem strange to you or no? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. It it could be on purpose. You know, it could be these schools are waiting till after the Frozen Four to kind of build up excitement for their programs. And say, hey, here's we, two we... here's two names I want to throw at you too. Um, Jack Judson going to Clarkson. Surprise right. you at all? Uh, it caught me by me? surprise. Caught me by surprise. Sorry. Yeah, it probably caught me by surprise a little bit. Yeah. I did not see that one coming at all. Um, no. And then uh, somebody else in here that, that caught me by surprise. Uh, we mentioned Howard, and we mentioned um, oh, I know uh, Spencer Cox from Long Island. I thought he was really solid sophomore defenseman for LIU, going to Miami. Well, they uh, they also lost uh, Patrick March Sevix. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. He was their leading scorer. He was only a, a freshman or a sophomore. He was in the portal now. Does he stay there? Does he transfer somewhere else? Who knows? But. He could always go back. You know, it's not wouldn't be the first guy to go back. Wouldn't be the the, the last guy to go back. So so let me ask you this about Patrick's. Is, is that do you think? Um, uh, how should I say this? Um, a byproduct of being not in the conference, or is that uh, something where you think he proved himself uh, at the NCAA level and now is looking for greener pastures, if you will? Good. Could be. That's the answer I guess. Could? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, you know, I've not spoken to him personally. I have no idea. He um, hasn't been able to get into the estate, or what's the deal? Can't can't get past the guards. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't have an estate, so. Okay, just checking. Yeah, <laughs> just checking. I mean, uh, it's um. It's a game, right? I mean, there's a couple hundred guys in the portal. We don't have all the names. Obviously, the coaches do. Um, I think this is a year where you could see some balancing out. Um, But we still have three, like I said, three schools. that have to fill rosters with Division One players. Or at least two plus, let's put it that way. 
I don't know if that <laughs> makes any sense. <laughs> Two plus. That well, means you're we still unsure don't know about Stonehill. We still don't yeah, know about Yeah, you're unsure Stonehill. about I mean, where they're going to go or what they're going to do. Yeah, we still don't. We we don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know, there there I, I, there's still team mystery. You know, and and what if somebody decides to jump this spring after the after the tournament's over? I I don't think we'll see any. You might see a couple of teams jump. One or two. I, I, we don't know that. We hear rumors. Lots of rumors. You think you think somebody's going to jump now? Well, I'm not saying jump from scratch. Meaning uh, NCAA Division Three or two team? Yeah. Okay, possible. I'm not sure it's likely, but it's possible. Um, okay, so we covered all of that. Anything more that you expect out of any of the seven teams that we cover <clears throat> that you can go like, hey, you know, I'm kind of wondering. We talked about Robert Master Simone last night. Uh, does he come back to Arizona State? But when you look across the board, do you, do you see anybody – um, making a splash, either coming in to one of our seven teams or leaving one of our seven teams? I think it's too early to tell. I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of roster turnover. And, uh, you know, we don't. I don't think there'll be a lot of roster turnover in Lindenwood, certainly not on the back end. Um, no, they're all too young. Yeah. I mean, could you see a bunch of and, – and, and, and I know we've seen some guys sign and some guys go in the portal from Fairbanks, but they're still a pretty young team. And a pretty talented team, by the way. You know, um, you know so we'll, we'll see about that. Um. Obviously, the guy they have to quote unquote replace is is Johnny Sorensen, who basically was the captain of that team. Johnny the Glue. Stop Johnny it. the Glue Sorensen. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay. He said you could say that. He said he liked to I be called care. the Glue. I don't care. <laughs> um, and, you know, Anchorage is very young. Uh, we'll see what happens with them as they get, you know, get their feet settled. As as a second year program or a re a reconstituted second year program, so who knows? Can I tell you the winners right now in the portal that I see? Well, there's only one. You mean besides Michigan State? Yeah, just Michigan State. Oh, they're the only real winners at this point. Well, I to think. this point, yeah. And I don't know what the draw is there for sure. But um, um, let's you know, Michigan State's got a history, pro, hist a historic program too. Well, they do, but I I just didn't know that they were a draw to such big names as Red Savage and Isaac Howard. Well, let's 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 uh, let's let's remember where Red Savage has played and where Isaac Howard has played. And Be careful now, he's a bulldog. Well, not anymore. Was a bulldog. 
be nice. Well, no, my point is uh, Bob Nightingale, right? That's his first name, Bob. The head coach at Michigan State. Right? This, he, uh, okay, Adam, I'm right? listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Um, came from the U.S. National Development Team program. Yeah, he's got some connections. So, you know, this is not the first time that um, Savage or 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 uh, Isaac Howard have, have played for Nightingale. Correct. So that maybe is the connection. That's kind of what I was wondering if that might be the the biggest draw. But who knows? I mean, Michigan State's a good program, but they're in the Big Ten, and you know. Until ASU gets there to start pushing people around the Big Ten, what's going to happen? That's not happening. <laughs> what? That they're not going to go to the Big Ten or they're not going to push people around? Either one. <laughs> okay, just check it. Uh, I knew the tell, alum you would tell know. Me I'm wrong if, if it happens. I knew the alum would know. Well, like I said, you can tell me if, I'm, when I'm, if it happens, you can tell me I was wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's it for the numbers and the analytics and eyeballs tonight. Um, somehow we got through another show. and I um, always do. Yep. And I've got to move on on uh, Wednesday to San Diego to see the Tucson Roadrunners and the San Diego Gulls. Is now nice. the focus has shifted a bit to Pro Hockey and Pro Hockey West Report and the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League. And Wyatt Amit's got a new teammate, and Riot Sandlin, and also a new teammate, maybe a defensive partner, and Kyle Mayhew with the Colorado Eagles. So look out. The Eagles are in the playoffs. They clinched a spot the other day, and they are going to be fired up, and I'm going to see them in a couple of Sundays, I believe, uh, right here at Coachella Valley. So it's going to be fun, Paul. I'm sure it will be. You know, they'll roll out the red carpet and throw the rose petals at your feet and all that nonsense. I don't care about that. I just care about getting some food. I need to have some of the free food stuff. From the Summer Skate Studios, analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Buy Summer Skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, Show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHAM1 champions, and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and at uco.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey, and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refuel your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join the 20th anniversary celebration. For information, go to ouhockey.net. By College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resort Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, rate, and review uh, the show. 
at ITHSW Podcast. That's all one word, ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studio as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a very good good night from uh, Laughlin, Nevada, and uh, Long Island, New York, with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.